0: welcome to the chat. That's right, the Chucklehead Chat, a podcast hosted by me, Chief of the Chuckleheads. New topic each week with a great new guest host. Sit back, enjoy the show, be entertained, be educated, laugh, cry, hate it, love it, or fall asleep to it. It's okay because it serves a purpose. Welcome to the show. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Chucklehead Chat. And today I have one of my favorite guest hosts my my little buddy my, well he's not my well he is always gonna be my little you always be my little buddy but my adult son chucklehead Jr or we also call him, he his born his name he was born with is Caleb Caleb yep. how's
1: it going It's has gone good I'm excited to be back on the podcast after forever so. I know it's
0: man it's been way too long yeah. it's been, life got busy and things happen and you know how it goes it's just but hey we're here so we're going to jump in and talk about Cobra Kai season three and we are, when well, we left off season two, I guess one of the things that we were like super concerned about with season two was season one and two was driven, was produced and made by YouTube and Netflix, you know, bought the rights and they decided they were going to carry it on. And we were concerned that the quality was just not going to be the same, that it wasn't going to be written very well. The quality wasn't going to be that great. And we were kind of concerned as we were we were jumping into it and seeing what was gonna happen. So how, do you think Netflix has done a good job with season three?
1: I think like with season three, I don't think there's much of a difference, honestly. it seems like I'm, I haven't like checked, but it seems like the writing and like the camera work, it seems like everything's the same as like the first two seasons. So honestly, that was a, a pretty nice surprise for me. I agree. I was pretty
0: surprised with it too. I thought that it was going to be one of them things where, I mean, of course it's going to be commercialized because it's a show and they're trying to make money, but it just seemed like when YouTube first did it, it was just this thing that they were throwing together that they were doing. They were going to make this two, two, two season show. And when Netflix picked it up, they did a pretty good job of taking care of business and creating a pretty good franchise so far. And, season three kind of shows a lot of different things season two we left off where Miguel gets kicked off the balcony at school by Robbie and he's like flailing like "Ah!" and it's like seems like he's really jumping off a cliff but it's really like 10 feet so I mean
1: that's 10 that's like 10 to 15 feet your neck hit in a stone. A, a no, I'm not,
0: I'm not discounting that it's a serious injury, but the dramatic the effect, it had, like, and everything, uh, and, know, like, <laughs> and so this is one of them things where it kind of left you a cl- at a cliffhanger. I mean, you know, they were going to kill him off. That wasn't, yeah. I mean, that was clear. That wasn't going to happen, but you know, it did leave him at a cliffhanger. He, you know, season three opens up where everyone's at the hospital. Um, Robbie pretty much disappears at this point point. Uh, one thing about season three that we notice is that there is some characters that leave and then there's some kind of new not new characters but some characters that kind of are kind of jump in and they like they know, take more of the spotlight. yeah they take more of the spotlight so I I was not a fan of Aisha leaving the show I thought I actually thought she was a funny little character did you like Aisha at all <sighs>
1: I mean, like, I, I felt like I was indifferent to Aisha. Like, she just always felt like Sam's friend. You know, it felt like she never really had, like, a real personality besides being the nerdy girl, you know? Yeah, like, I, I Oh, I she liked was nerdy, her. got picked on. But, like, I felt like that was her... I felt like she was more of, like, a tool for the writers to be like, look how someone gets bullied in Cobra... Like, look how they get bullied and then they turn to Cobra Kai. But we already had that with Hawk.
0: Right, but it, it, they... But it did show that, you know, it was. I thought her character was good. They wrote her off the show, um, pretty much because she didn't want to be on the show anymore. She,
1: I think she fulfilled her purpose. Right. Honestly, I don't. She.
0: Think. I was reading an article that she just pretty much did Cobra Kai for the money, and she and she made some money off of it, and then she I mean, decided nothing wrong with that. Honestly, no, I, you know, I give her respect. Like it's, yeah. I, I like that that she just she did it as a job, and she felt she didn't want to do it anymore so they basically wrote it off because wrote her out her storyline pretty much was you know you're going to um she went to a private school because of all the danger the danger stuff the dangerous stuff that was happening at their current high school with the you know the under well I guess it's not really underground but the the karate fight clubs going on all the time and all the fun stuff and the big the big time um, um action that that happens in there so we see that you know it really starts off with Miguel fighting for his life. Johnny kind of goes on this downhill spiral because he thinks it's his fault. Johnny loses the dojo to Kreese. And we see that Robbie's on the run because he the police are looking for him. He, you know, eventually they they find him. Uh, he's very upset at everybody. He goes to juvie, Juvenile Hall. I think, like, so the first part of, you know, season three shows that Miguel is you know kind of teeter-tottering if he's gonna be paralyzed what's gonna happen he leaves the hospital in a wheelchair he gets some physical therapy and then we see you know a few episodes later that he is
1: able to walk but he's still not quite able to fight yet yeah I mean like it's like I think everyone knew Miguel what Miguel's like arguably the main character of the show so it's like obviously they're not going to kill him off like it could have been like oh he might be like paralyzed and might have to take a supporting role but even then like that was a stretch in my eyes. I don't think, I didn't think they were going to do that. In fact, I, I remember before season three even premiered, I pretty much predicted that whole arc.
0: You did, and you did like, a good job.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like, it, it was pretty predictable. Not saying it wasn't enjoyable, it's just like it wasn't too surprising. Well,
0: I feel like, too, is that there was rumors that um, we were going to see Ali, who is played by Elizabeth Shue, make an appearance on season three. And I feel like the writers kind of missed to me i feel like they missed an opportunity because there was like everyone like in season two it preluded that she was this like doctor or surgeon in colorado mm-hmm. and then there's this doctor and surgeon this lady yeah, that comes exactly. in and all you see is this blonde hair and i'm thinking oh this is how it is how Ali comes and i think that would have made it so much better if like you turn she turns around and that would have see- made
1: more sense like she does come it- it was in like the se- end of season three is when she comes back, but it's like just for like a Christmas party. Pretty yeah, much. it's just like, like she's the very last couple episodes,
0: last two episodes.
1: Which I mean, like to be honest with you, I even in like the original Karate Kid franchise, I didn't think Ali was a very compelling character. I thought she was pretty annoying.
0: Yeah, she wasn't the greatest of characters, but I still feel like they missed a little bit of the mark whenever they really could have, they really could have done, done kind of just written her into where Maybe she would have come in and saved the day. Maybe she would have done the surgery that would have. Do you feel like that would have been a, a I stupid think that would part have been, of the?
1: I don't think it really would have changed too much. I just think it. Would, we just would have had Allie for longer, which I don't think is something... At least some. I wasn't really like wanting to see. You, you know? could.
0: You could care less if. I if mean, Allie she would have been like, in her more whole episodes. Point,
1: she was only in Karate Kid one, and her whole point was just uh being the girl Johnny and Danny would fight over. Like that's, that
0: but that's what started it all. That's what though. started I mean, it. But is, like, she's an important role,
1: I think. I don't know. You could replace that with like the last taco at a brunch or something. Like (laughs) last taco at a brunch. I don't know. Like that. That's on. Honestly, she's just like a. a, She's just a plot device, really. She's just basic chick that, basic pretty chick that the boys fight over, and then they kind of forget about her for the rest of Karate Kid until the very end, where she comes in as Mr. Miyagi's interpreter. Yeah, you know.
0: Well, she. You know, I feel like that could have been a storyline that they could have. Maybe addressed a little differently, but it's okay. She comes, like you said, she comes in later on at the end of the season, and we're we'll talk about that maybe down down the road a little bit. But we see as this um, a season three kind of starts opening, we see that the fight at the high school causes all this controversy, and people like are kind of against karate right now, and it's like this big like especially Amanda. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, she's your fa- your guys's favorite I, character, but she but. The biggest thing that we see in season three is that the business starts declining with um Lewis Automotive. So yeah. that's we, one we of the saw, biggest, we saw
1: that like in season two where like Danny was focusing way too much and like he lost Anoosh. Like so I mean like that he was our Anush was already a big part of the business anyways. So
0: Yeah, so a noose went a went over to um the rival, the rival person. Well, I can't. I should have written his name. Now. I can't remember what was the. Can you remember what the rival's name it is? Doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah, well, matter. No, he's, well,
1: he's only you know, he's only he's well, only there for like season two and three. We we'll like,
0: call him uh, nine Nigel Autumn. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff at the wall I'll at pay, this point. I, I mean, you know what? Maybe I'll just look it up real quick. No, it doesn't matter anyway. Doesn't so, matter. so Anush goes to work for him and. We see that like his sales start going up. Then we see where the LaRussa Automotive Group, their sales start going down. And then the rival automaker comes in and tries to buy LaRussa Automotive. And then we see that Anoush, you know, has a thing where he kind of feels sorry for his friends at LaRussa Automotive tells them what the... Tells him what the what's really happening, and that is he needs to sell because he's getting ready to lose the rights to sell those cars in the United States because the the car manufacturer in Japan's going to take away his distributorship rights, and so then essentially getting something is better than getting nothing. So Anush is like, look, you know, if you this is what's going to happen, then you know Daniel and those guys all decide to. Um, Keep fighting. Keep fighting. They you get, know, they give, they actually they don't give up. They actually give him the middle finger in the contract, yeah. which was actually pretty funny. And then so Daniel decides to go to Japan to talk to the people at the the automotive group. They pretty much shut him down and say, We don't want to do business with you anymore. We're sorry. Decisions made.
1: But before we get back, we see that Louis actually returns after he does return. His major blunders. And I think, I think like the whole thing with season, I think. Like, even though that's a small part, I think him coming back so early on... And he's actually crucial to finding Robbie. He's very Because Robbie stole one of the LaRusso cars. Like, he stole, like, a what, 93 Dodge? Yeah, he stole a minivan. Yeah, he stole, like, a old minivan that wasn't, like... So you could, like, go undercover, basically. Like, it's not very, like, flashy.
0: Yeah, because the bulk of his cars are all... The bulk of the cars they sell is all, like, luxury automotive vehicles. Exactly, so if he so. steals a pretty fancy car i mean it's going to be it's pretty gonna be noticeable obvi- it's going to be obvious like but when you take the soccer when you take the soccer mom van it's really not yeah, that big so, of a deal
1: anyways but i think like that kind of sets up all of season 3 i think that's like a small glimpse into what season 3 is about i think it's kind of like this idea of like forgiveness i guess you could say it cuz like end of season like throughout season 1 it's just kind of like a return to the idea like how how like these 80s mentalities returning to the modern world is is kind of like that idea. And I think like season two is like how this can actually like kind of corrupt and help people like when taken in these kind of doses, you know? So I think after like all this, like bubbling up it, the pots like boiling over. So now it's like season three's kind of cleanup is how I see it at least. So I think like Louie being back kind of represents that part. So anyways, yeah, they go, they go back to uh, like it. So they try to fight for the um i think it was louis who gave him the idea to fight cuz anoush told louis right right yeah so louis the one who like re- who passed along anoush's message and i and i believe it was either him or amanda that told daniel to fight on right. i can't remember off the top of my head but either way you know we're seeing all this support you know it's kind con- it's pretty wholesome even if amanda's there Oh, oh come on, man! not that bad. Oh, she's so bad, man. I would get a divorce so quick if she was like Come on, man! man like she's just so annoying. She's always got to be in control. Like literally, like in the first episode when Sam has like all these cuts on her, she could have easily gotten way more injured or died or disabled or whatever. Like she, a is like no more karate. Even though if Sam didn't know karate, she could have got even more hurt. That's right. Like so now that you
0: now that you've mentioned that, that's part of. A big part of season three, where she starts off kind of starting to train on her own, then she gets uh-huh. scared and yeah, she decides she's fighting not, fear. She's trying to fight fear. She doesn't want to do karate. She decides she doesn't want to do karate anymore.
1: Wait, did, did you? I I think I just realized this. Is the first three like is Sam's character in the first three seasons Representative of Daniel in the first three movies? Yes, it I, is. I just <laughs> I just thought of that. Like, because like first she's learning it. You know, she's learning to fight against the bullies. Even though, even and she's like one of the bullies. So it's like, that's a bit of like a inverse on the head. But even then. Well, I don't know if she was like, like a not, real bully. She, she's she like just with bully them. by
0: association.
1: Yeah. But I mean, like still, she's not, she's starting to do something against it either way. And then like season two, we kind of see that continuation, but you kind of see it's raising the stakes, you know, different scenarios. You know, she has to fight against friends and stuff. And then season three, she's dealing with fear. Just like, how, man, I, I didn't realize mm. that till right now. Wow,
0: this is this is why I need. Did to... Did you realize that? Or? No, well, no okay. until you just said it, and I was like, "Yeah, you're right." Yeah, this is why we need to. Man, need to start just like videotaping us and putting this stuff on YouTube, just so we can see expressions and face and see the blunders we have when we try to first start recording and uh-huh. all that fun stuff. So, season three, I think also. So while he's in, Jap- while Daniel's in Japan. Kreese is doing his thing of trying to turn Cobra Kai into what he thinks it should be. So he's going out and recruiting all of these, like what he sees as super athletes. So he Those goes winners, right? Winners. He goes against Kyler. He goes against all these, all these other people, all that the old bullies who got were,
1: beaten up in like season one, right. And been standing down this whole time. So. And so
0: he brings them back to the dojo and basically, it's like he, they all like start, they're on the mat sparring and fighting against each other. And if you lose, you leave, basically. Uh-huh. But I, so I forget the one Kyler's friends character, the the chubby, curly headed yeah. guy. I forget yeah. what his name is. But that's
1: whenever Hawk fights him. Oh, man. Hawk goes, go, Hawk goes sicko mode, man. Like, he just like, he like takes off his shirt. He has like the whole tattoo on the back. On his but back.
0: there's something that like, I don't know, it like fires me up whenever you see Hawk when he takes his shirt off and he like rolls his shoulders and, he, <laughs> yeah. and, you,
1: and you see the Hawk's wings kind of I, flat. I think of and all like the, the kid characters, Hawk is my favorite. Hawk
0: is one of the best characters. Yeah. He does such a, that actor does such a Hawk. great job. And then he just beats the bananas out of that guy because he like goes through and just goes back through his head like how those guys bullied him. Mm-hmm. And so he just is like, I'm going to take care of this I th- guy. I think
1: that's like my favorite part about Hawk is like, he's honestly the most, he's like the most realistic teenager I've seen in like TV for a long time where he's like, you know, he's like this shy nerdy kid. And then he's like, you know, he's like very obsessive and stuff about like, about like his like hobbies and stuff. But then he goes, turns out to a more physical outward kind of thing. He's obsessed about that now, you right. know, like he has like that obsessive, like nature to him. And so, you know, obviously you like change, he, he outwardly, he changes a lot, but he's still the same person, but now he has like more confidence with who he is and like how he does it. So of course that goes to the extreme within like season two and three, where he's like a bully. He's like, you know, he's being like over, he turned, he become the thing that he hated originally. Right.
0: And that's, and that's where he's at. Yeah. But we also see during season three that, um, our friend, Johnny Lawrence decides to create his, you know, he pretty much is ousted by Cobra Kai because the manipulation of John crease at the end of season two. And we see a new dojo formed and that is called, I mean, it's pretty stellar Eagle Fang Karate. The, the no man eagles don't have fangs but or teeth. Listen, it, it made sense to to Johnny yeah. Lawrence. So, and he struggles finding a dojo. So they, cause he has no money. And so they are like, in the park yeah for free well,
1: yeah before he starts ego thing he's helping miguel uh with like his physical therapy and he's like like okay here's the thing i don't think johnny's way of physical therapy is like it's more comedic obviously well of course but like,
0: it does fit his character though. it does
1: fit his character I, th- I think for miguel that's probably what he needed he needed like to be pushed i
0: mean we don't recommend putting a playboy on the end of a fishing line yeah and, no and, stringing it down to the person or lying at saying you're a cancer patient and you're going to a concert for a make-a-wish.
1: Yeah, or lighting his shoelace on fire.
0: Yeah, that wasn't the that wasn't yeah, the most appropriate. But like, of like I think therapy. the thing is is
1: like we saw in like season one that Miguel needs to be pushed to be able to do stuff like on his own. Like he need that's how he needs to be motivated. Like that's how he needs to be mentored is being able to he needs to push right because you know we saw like his mom his grandma kind of babying him you know they're like very soft with him. that's not getting him anywhere in life you know so like when johnny like pushes him to be someone else like to be like a better version of himself you know like he's throwing him like sink or swim kind of mentality right that works so i mean like for miguel a fictional character in a show who that works with
0: i personally think johnny Lawrence would be a great life coach he's like one of those like he will try to pull the best that he can out of you
1: yeah he will but you know it's not like it's more of a do as he says not a do what he does kind of guy but anyways so
0: while daniel is over in 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 larusa and over in japan taking care of business he has pretty much been defeated at this point and he decides to go visit the Little village of Okinawa where he went. Well, he with, doesn't
1: village. He does. He sees like an a dance, and he recognizes Kamiko. Yeah,
0: he recognized Kamiko, but that was at, that was in, wasn't it oh, in yeah, Okinawa? Yes,
1: I'm I'm sorry. I've no, heard, you're I've fine. Because you know, in in, uh, Karate Kid Two, it's like this little village, but then it's been like commercialized. It, yeah, it's like commercialized. there's like a subway like, there and stuff. Basically, the whole like, town town's just a big old mall, pretty much. And so
0: he sees you know Kami Kamiko, which is this is when. Characters from Karate Kid 2 Which you think is the best I, one of the franchise I think
1: it's the best one I'm not dogging on I like the other Why is the it the
0: two. Well explain to our five listeners Why it's <laughs> Why it's um, number well, okay, here's Why the it's thing. number one in your heart
1: In In Karate Kid 1 Johnny is not really like a great antagonist In my opinion He's just typical Like any any 80s teen movie It's the same character Just like popular bully kid Is who he is I think Creese is the real bad guy of that movie and all we know is that he fought in Vietnam and that was it. So it's like, we have to do a lot of work on our own, but like that movie focuses a lot more on like world building and like understanding who Danny and Mr. Miyagi are like, that's, that's the focus of the first movies. It's more about like, they're, they're just generic bully characters is who they are. But then we go in and, and same goes for karate kid three. Cause it follows up. Like we see silver. Who's just kind of a crease follower. Like he, he's such a simp for crease, man and so you know he's all he's just focusing on uh he's just following increase his footsteps Where he's a lot more manipulative a lot more snaky you know for someone who's in cobra kai ironically so it's like who would have thought but uh like and then he comes in with mike barnes who's just up who's just johnny on steroids like he's just johnny again in my opinion he's just stronger and more and more intimidating so but with Karate Kid 2 I feel like we have a much more like nuanced look into things like Chosen is an actual threat like he like Mike Barnes just wants to intimidate Daniel he just wants to break him Johnny he just wants to prove himself as like the cool guy Chosen wants to kill Danny Right. like straight up murder he wants not only that but he, he doesn't just want to kill him he wants to do it for his honor like what he perceives to be his honor for him and his family and he wants to do it for like calling him out, basically. Like Chosen's a straight-up villain.
0: Yeah, and we also see in Karate Kid's Hue where it shows just the the, cult- the cultural effect of real karate, and it's you fight for honor, life, not points, like they you mm-hmm. would in a typical United States tournament. But we also, so whenever Daniel goes to Okinawa, he gets overwhelmed that it is really just commercialized. As it, was, it wasn't the same village he left in the end of karate kid 2 he sees his dance and he recognizes an old friend which is kamiko who was basically the love interest in karate kid Part i think two. also the
1: best love interest in the franchise uh, okay that i
0: agree with because kamiko definitely... actually
1: has like a personality right like she like okay granted all three of them are pretty similar but kamiko is like the most fleshed out in my opinion
0: right and so not only so they we see them go to lunch together and all of a sudden who shows up at the restaurant? Our old villain, Chosen. We, yeah. hes brought back into the mix of things. And Daniel sounds like what? What are you doing, bringing him
1: here? Exactly. And out of all the reunions, he's the most scared in that one. Like you still. see... I
0: think I would be too.
1: Yeah, honestly, because like last time in the spoilers for Karate Kid two, like we did spoil it off. Yeah, already. I mean,
0: if you weren't, if you haven't watched that since nineteen eighty seven, I don't know what your problem is.
1: Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. Watch but, it. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> so like chosen like. Like in the finale of each one, you know, it's just tournaments and the other two. Chosen's like straight up threatening Kamiko's life. He's about to kill Daniel. Like he's like straight up like trying to like m- commit murder, you know? Like he's lost everything. He's like, there's no, there's no like nothing to lose anymore kind of guy.
0: And I think one thing that's cool is that we see through season three of Cobra Kai is that Chosen is actually changed. Exactly. He wants to see that theme of forgiveness again. Yes. Kimiko
1: forgives chosen for what happened like thirty some years ago. And he takes
0: and he looked and from what the writer showed us is that he took it serious and he did has done everything to try to change his life around to help people. Mm-hmm. He's a
1: teacher he's now. He's a teacher now. Which we we learn later. Right. Like he
0: has no family, no kids. Because he's in love with Kimiko, but that would be that's a few episodes later that we'll talk about with in the pod in a different podcast um so we see like they get together daniel still isn't quite buying it
1: yet i would honestly he's totally justified right i agree he still thinks that like he's gonna get shanked out of nowhere probably yeah like and then and then we see like kamiko leaves him alone because you know she's got stuff to do but i i, I don't think she really had stuff no to no, do. No, no that I, was totally playing yeah, on her part yeah so anyways uh him chosen and daniel are forced to hang out and chosen's like this serious guy he's just like he's just this grumpy geezer which is like it's kind of funny because you could see that evolution because his uh, uh, his uncle Sato was the same way. Right. He was just like this very serious like guy, but uh, Chosen's just like very like intense, short sentences, direct answers, no small talk kind of guy. And so they go they go to the dojo that was in Karate Kid Two, or and so he let he gives him Daniel he gives Daniel like. He doesn't give them the artifacts, but he like teaches them. Right. Like he's like Miyagi Do isn't always about defense. Right. You know, originally, it had
0: a lot of killing power in it. He's showing him more to M- Miyagi Do that Daniel didn't thought he didn't think existed. Didn't know existed. And so it was a di- it was a whole different phenomenon of this kind of fighting or this type of karate style. And so
1: they actually start training together, yeah. and he and you shows. Know, it them actually makes sense because when you go back to Karate Kid two, supposedly Sato and Miyagi were trained by Mr. Miyagi's dad, right? right? They were trained by the same teacher. So why would they have two different fighting styles? But now it makes sense. One took one half of just offense, murder, like, you know, gotta be extreme. And the other probably took both, but he's much after, you know, losing his wife and child during his service in World War II, he's understood, like, it's not all about that. So he's, like, grown to be more, like, you gotta, karate is an art, you have to defend you know, you got to fight for stuff that's right, but it's got to be defensively. So it's like it's interesting to see that.
0: I think it's very interesting to see that, and I also love the fact that how they tied some other things. Then, whenever Dan- Kamiko is taking Daniel, they're basically it's it's kind of for running up to him leaving back to come to the United States. He feels defeated, still feels like hey, there could be something good that happens here. They're out of nowhere. Kamiko introduces Daniel to a person that recognizes him, but he doesn't recognize him. And it's actually the young lady who he saves during the typhoon mm-hmm. off the... Another
1: great scene. That's uh, a. Gr- awesome scene. That's an scene. amazing... That's like Daniel at his... I'm just saying, like, Karate Kid 2 is just everything you like about Karate Kid 1 and 3, but it's like cranked up to 11. Yeah,
0: because it's more like real life scenario exactly. type stuff, not just going to for tournament. I think that's what makes Colbert Kai
1: so good is because we don't think about the how like this affects him in real world. We just always think about tournaments in high school, right? Right. Like, we don't think about outside of that kind of stuff. And Karate Kid 3 tried to do that, but it, it, let's be honest, it's it feels way more like this is high school shenanigans. Right. The best part of on. Karate
0: Kid 3 was the overtime whenever he does the, when he confuses Mike Barnes because he's starting to do all the kata and stuff. Uh-huh. And Yeah. That, that's really the best part so the young, so he's like oh yeah it's good to see you da, 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 da. and then she like tells him that you know she's going to save the day because she's the vice president of the company that distributes the car so, okay,
1: so he she, gets
0: his you know mer- yeah. tv
1: miracles he gets his business back Although, so, something we skipped over which is my favorite part of season three probably uh, like one or two tied with something we're going to talk about a little later uh, is that chosen when they're sparring, Chosen teaches Daniel this technique yes. where he par- like it's bas- it's like the idea of like chi blocking where mm-hmm. basically you hit certain ner- you hit pressure points to like basically paralyze them for a minute, like to stun their muscles. And so Chosen goes out. he's like doing all this stuff like Daniel's like on his knees and then he grabs Daniel by the back of the head, raises up his hand like he's about to do a cry chop. He's like life or death. I choose, and then he's like, "Chosen, please don't do this." He's like, "Wrong," and he goes for the honk. Yeah, he honk. he's been waiting like thirty five years yeah. to do because that's what happens at the end of uh karate, karate in Kid the 2. beginning and end of Karate Kid two. Like, uh um, Miyagi does it because the beginning of Karate Kid two takes place right after right. Karate Kid one, where it's like we get that we get again Karate Kid two. We get all those classic scenes like. Cry Kid One only ends right as Danny gets the tur- gets the trophy. Like that's exactly where it ends. Cry Kid Two starts where we get Crease punching the windows and Miyagi doing the honk trick. So we see that at the end. So that's just it was you know. a, that was
0: a great part and that was actually it's a great scene with all with all the training. Uh-huh. And I did lo- I did love the honk whenever yeah. he was because when you were watching it, do you think did you think that's what he was gonna do? No, did you think I he honestly chose him thought was I do thought the honk? he
1: was I didn't think he was gonna kill Danny like my rational part of my brain's like, he's not going to kill him. But I like in the, in the moment, in the suspense, I was like, yo, he might actually like try to do something. I thought like Kamiko would come in or I thought someone else would like come in to say, to stop chosen. But he pulls the honk. Yeah. The honk, like, the honk. That it's has to be one of the top 10 greatest w- subversions of expectations in all of like, in all of history, honestly. Once
0: again, but- another reason why it's a very well written and executed TV show. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, after all that, we see that the business is saved, but that's only like a part of season three. So he goes back. He basically finds his daughter. Uh, we see that. We see that during season three, Hawk actually snaps Eli's arm. Yeah. Or not? No, no. sorry. Hawk is Eli. Yeah. I don't know why he just said it. Dimitri. <laughs> Dimitri's Hawk arm. snaps Dimitri's arm. whenever They're Hobart all bully, They're like, bullying terror- people, yeah, and, he, they're and so you see that and you're like. What do you do? That's your friend. That's your whole, your, that's your binary brother. I like, know, how, like why would you do that to your bi- homie? And part of me wonders like in that moment, did he really want to do that? Did he want to snap his arm or did he just do I that to that save face like, with his people? We get
1: the seeds of like Hawk realizing who he's become. Like he, right. cause yeah. you know, in like the finale of season two, he's like Dimitri. He's like his Hawk is like a shark yeah. fin like throughout, which I mean, it's great. Honestly, dun, 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 yeah. dun, it's, dun. it's amazing but like you know we see he's like very cartoonishly be, like bullying and me. So, but we sa- start to see like how this is affecting him
0: so we see that Sam's fear is even more instilled during that scene when they're at the abandoned laser tag it's place it's abandoned it's just empty well, empty moment. or whatever so there and so we see then this is while Daniel's still in Japan and Amanda has enough she goes down to approach Crease. she smacks him says hey quit messing with my kids goes back and then Whenever Daniel, the funny part with Daniel comes back is that they want to. Um,
1: they want to file like a restraining order. Restraining
0: order. But they were filed. But he. Re- but Crease re- filed a restraining order against Amanda for smacking him. That was hilarious.
1: Yeah. It's like. Again, just shows like Crease is like the really ultimate villain of the franchise where he's like. He's, a, he's like a brute, but he's also really smart.
0: And I'll also give the guy who plays Crease. I mean, he's 75, and the stuff he's doing for know. 75 is pretty, is pretty impressive. I, yeah. So we, we see that he. Daniel comes back, thinks everything's good because the business, but he thinks, you know, he sees stuff, you know, kind of crumbling within this family and other things in the dojo and Amanda kind of gives the green light to kick the dojo back open and start training and then Sam doesn't want to do it because she's fearful so Daniel takes her fishing then Daniel takes her back to the, or the, the All Valley or the gym that they have the All Valley tournament at and he's like, this is where... I faced fear against Mike Barnes when he's referencing, you know, karate kid part three. And that's when she kind of gets her wake up call. Like, Hey, I can do this. I can be trained, whatever. So then they go back and while all this is happening, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I didn't know how, like how popular karate is, but I guess it's pretty popular in, in the Valley. They decide not to have the, uh, all the under 18 all Valley tournament. And they decide that the, like the, city council's like shutting it down so I mean, everyone's granted, there everyone's there to try to open
1: this it. like i i could see why they would do it uh but you know like it's like daniel johnny and uh crease are all there like they're all trying to fight for uh it to come back but they're all against each other they're still right. all enemies so they're still like being like they're still jabbing at each other proving the council uh the council right in trying to do this. But then the kids come together, like, you know, uh, Miguel, Sam and Robbie. No, not, is it Robbie? No, I don't think Robbie's there.
0: No. It's just Miguel and Sam at this point.
1: Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah.
0: Cause I think I, Robbie's in, might be in,
1: I think he's still juvenile. In juvenile. Yeah, he's in juvenile yeah. detention right so, now. So anyways, they go, they go up and they're like, guys I mean we're the ones fighting it's like I don't know how they pulled that off honestly like
0: well they're able to convince the city council US politicians
1: actually listening to people well what a
0: what a concept I know right but they you know they convince the people that the show the fight must go on and mm so they basically just said all right fighting is only for the tournament not at school so they can't have any of these like extra brawls that they have and then we see Robbie gets out of juvenile detention
1: well before he gets out he's actually uh he's like waiting like because daniel's like talking to him but he doesn't want to he's trying to reach out but he doesn't want to talk to him because daniel's the one who put him in which like granted yeah it's better to like just serve your time instead of like because you know it was an accident but like you know like it that's a messy situation right. on both sides like robbie's justified in being angry because you know he's a kid and he did th- he's like just trying to run away you from mean, his problems like always daddy issues exactly. and kind of confused so, with what's going speaking on of daddy issues he was supposed to like uh Johnny was supposed to be there, but you know where he was? He was at the hospital with Miguel. He was he, he was helping Miguel.
0: Sometimes it's, you gotta choose your children, guys. Know, this right? is a good moral story here.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I mean like granted he wa- it wasn't just like, oh no, I'm blowing it off. He was like trying to be there, but he wasn't. So and that's when crease swoops in. And he's and like Robbie initially is like, Man, why am I gonna listen to you? I'm done with karate, I'm done with all this. And which, like, yeah, granted, sure. But then Kreese just kind of works his magic. He's like, you know, you're a lot like your dad. And he's like, but you're smarter. Or he, he, like, compliments him by, like, he's like, you're better than your dad. And he was the best student I ever had. So he does a good
0: job with manipulating and so by trying time, to pull yeah. him back in there. Yeah,
1: so by the time Robbie gets out, he's joining Cobra Kai.
0: Right. And so the, the last few episodes of... Well, I guess before we start talking about the last few episodes and wrapping our thoughts on season three up is I think we need to talk about a lot of people don't like this, but I thought Cobra Kai season three did an excellent job of showing John Kreese's backstory and really showing the evolution of who he was before he went to Vietnam and who he was after Vietnam, which I've had people that I've known, like friends that. Their parents, their dads served in Vietnam, and like knowing like how that really just messed them up because that was really just a, a crazy, a yeah, crazy conflict horrible, that we were in. Thing. And so, like, I can see, and it made so much sense to see why he is the person he is because he didn't start off that way. Yeah, and I think they did a great job I, in season know, three. I, I
1: think he kind of started that way. We kind of saw like that initial anger in him, but he was always put down by society. You know, he was weak. He had a mentally ill mother who uh, unalived herself. You know, right. like she, you know, he had a lot of problems. He was getting picked on, bullied. He was always looked down upon. He was treated like dirt his whole life. So he had no confidence, right? I think he's very similar to Hawk in that scenario. Where like, I think he had that anger, you know, like he had that resentment building up within him. So by the time he's in a different scenario, you know, he's like, he's actually being like built up for once in his life, you know, he, so he kind of like takes on this like role. He's like, finally, I have something that I actually work with, but then his mentor, his teacher, like Mr. Miyagi said, no such thing as a bad student, only bad teacher. Right. His teacher, his, like, captain, horrible. By the time they get caught by the Viet Cong because Chris doesn't want to sacrifice a soldier. But that's, like, when his, like, humanity, like, really gets ripped in half, you know? Yeah, like because gets torn from him. we
0: see, and the reason why that starts is because we see that he starts falling in love with this girl named Betsy. And as they go, as he, they show him his character going to Vietnam and fighting in the war... He becomes part of this like special team, and his leader of that of that group get they get a telegraph saying that that his that Betsy was killed in a car accident, and he says don't tell.
1: Yeah, he doesn't. He tell says Chris. don't
0: tell Crees because we don't need that mental. Basically, saying we don't need that hanging over our head while we're trying to accomplish this mission. Which I mean,
1: like, it makes sense. I agree. But he did, you know something he didn't have to do? He didn't have to tell Kreese after they were in prison and mocked him for it. Well,
0: he only did that because he was gonna go fight him. So yeah. they get ca- so Kreese made a decision to basically spare one of their own, uh-huh. and so that cost the whole crew, now, here, the whole crew to go into We see a guy with a black, black ponytail. Yes. Which who we, is think, what we
1: see. Who we think is Terry Silver. Exactly, the whole time. and we see him get killed. And we're like how is this guy and then we see this terrified guy who's been like terrified and meek the whole time how did he get on the special unit team is my question I don't know Uh, maybe he was real good with like making bombs or whatever so they so they go and they basically he he's supposed to fight the the, the scared guy is supposed to fight the captain but Chris goes instead and so you know they're captain's like trying to mentally block him you know he's beating And that's when him. he says that hey you're, you
0: have know, nothing to go back for exactly and he so tells Kreese him he just, died so you the, could see like kind of the, the actor flipped, does a pretty man. good job
1: like you could see like the switch flip in his head you could just see, like could just see nothing to lose anymore yeah There's i really no think mercy. that
0: the actor that played young Creese did a really he good job great job. and
1: so we see during
0: this that like they're fighting over this pit that has a ton of snakes in it and so they're going him and the captain are going after it and they're fighting and they're going to town and Kreese kicks him and he's like hanging on like literally on the not trying mm-hmm. to fall in and you see and you see the actual like United States like the military's coming like in to air, get the, the air, force air force coming in the air force is coming in to get these guys he's like okay they're coming to get us creese help me up and he basically looks at him and says no mercy. No mercy. He says no mercy and like basically crunches there hands. Ain't no and,
1: rank in this in the jungle. That's
0: right. And the cause well, but he mentioned that. He said there's no the, rank out the here. The captain,
1: the captain said that right. when he was about to fight him. So you know, he's turning that against him and he stomps on his hands and let him get killed by the snake. And
0: so he falls down in there. So John Creese goes back, opens up the gate, say, We're going home, boys, and then all of a sudden the guy they call Twig, the the dude that was scared all the time, we find out that he's actually Terry Silver, and he goes, Anything you ever need, man. That's why you see, like, from Karate Kid 3, like, the the allegiance and the alliance that Terry Silver, you see that during season three of Cobra Cry. Why that happened. This
1: didn't come out. Like, we both, we knew, like, from those, from Karate Kid 1 and 3, that they fought in Vietnam. Right. Fought together. We never saw the extent of it. Yeah, we never, we never understood it. We were just like, oh, Vietnam. But, you know, like, now with that, with that extension, I think that works for it.
0: But I, I don't make any excuses for how Crease acts, but I totally can like sympathize I, I with think, it. I
1: think it's actually he make, it or makes him empathy? a better antagonist and I villain. Agree. that we understand what happened to him because you know why and, and exactly, and
0: whether it's probably his actions are of course inexcusable, but you can understand he why he is the way mm-hmm. he is. Like, it just shows you,
1: like, a... And we could see how he's trying to do that to the same thing. Because he's not trying to put down his student like, the ones he actually considers winners. He's not trying to put them down. He's trying to draw them to the same conclusion that he was back in the jungles.
0: Agreed. So, that was one thing I thought was really cool about Season 3. So, further, like, towards the end of the last two episodes, Allie comes back. And then, you know, Johnny and her, like, go out. She is now divorced with two kids. Oh, oh, she's suddenly available. But...
1: Johnny realizes he loves He's been having some yeah, he with uh Carmen. He's, he's been having been some like eighties themed like dreams about her. Like man, so, dude is so stuck in the past. But it's, it's hilarious. So,
0: it's, it's his character no, though. That's it, awesome. So, it's so, okay, and like
1: sometimes it's just like I get like oh yeah, like him not knowing how to use Facebook and all that stuff. I understand that one. But like not knowing what a like a public park is, like come on, right? Man. Like that one's a, that's a little extreme. So it
0: just shows them catching up and realizing that you know he's like he loves Carmen, and then he they go to the country club, and he actually it's ironic he's wearing a white suit, kind of like what Daniel did when in Karate Kid one mm-hmm. that he was wearing a white shirt and get spaghetti. He almost gets spaghetti spilled on him, and he's like, hey, wearing a white suit here, get out of my way. And so Daniel reconnects with Allie, and everything's like great. But what's going on at the country club is what I think is an excellent fight scene. They Cobra Kai and Eagle Fang decide that they want they need to merge Mer- together. And yeah, Eagle yeah, yeah, Fang. yeah. Not Cobra me- Kai. Yeah, sorry, yeah, me to
1: merge because they're all kind of like still friends. You yeah, know? they're
0: still friends. Like, hey, we need to we need to understand. We need to merge this together. We can we can fight them to, as long as we're together. And. Poor Bert. He goes outside to bring in the cat that doesn't exist, and he gets chucked through a window. And all of a sudden, it's on. It's just chaos in the Larusa household. They get, they get attacked out of that. Do you home. like? Do you think is that the best like fight scene so far? I think,
1: Like honestly, like the school was pretty cool. That but was like, pretty cool. But like the thing is with like a school is that like there's all these different fights going on. But like with like just like like the cinematography and like the like rock version of like Christmas songs happening in the yeah. background. Yeah, that's like, awesome, man! It was it was so it, it was, was so epic. Great. Just on all
0: so many it, it was like, so many portions. like you just
1: like the camera making no cut, just panning over to see like the uh, like the other three fights going on instead of just cutting around a bunch. Like it just looked so great.
0: So really, they start fighting. Long story short, the best part about that is whenever they grab Dimitri's arm again and they're like like tangling them up and they're like yo hawk it's your turn and so like all of a sudden like hawk starts hearing things in his head and he's like realizes that he doesn't want he doesn't want to be that person anymore and you hear the cuckoo and (laughs) like he just goes ham on the cobra kai guys he decides to jump kicks them oh it's so great when that i love it when that does it just pumps me up
1: it's so corny but i love it it's great though like you hear the
0: cuckoo and then he just goes he goes ham on them and so he's helping He's helping beat up the Cobra Kai kids, and then Tori and Sam start fighting in like the makeshift dojo at on the Larusa, the La Russa home, and you know, the pool house. They're just going crazy with each other. Then everyone shows up. They leave. The fight's pretty much over. Daniel and Amanda decide to go home. Johnny thinks that he's going to like go profess his love for Carmen, so he gets there. He's at the front door, going Carmen, and she opens the door, and he sees. Miguel all beat up yeah he's got like the peas on
1: it like the frozen peas on his head and so
0: he goes to the dojo and then he walks in and Kreese is like well it's about time thinking he was gonna join which I don't know why Kreese thought he was gonna join and the then, dojo yeah,
1: and then Robbie's there Robbie's there
0: so they all start fighting
1: and he, man like okay I gotta be honest at this point in the series I was not a fan of Robbie like season one I thought he was a pretty cool character but like season two and most of season three I didn't like him very much Yeah,
0: I mean, I think he was an all right character. I do agree with you. He does a lot of annoying things, but we
1: see a lot of like, we see a lot of
0: cool things, and they're fighting. I I found
1: it very satisfying when Johnny like accidentally, like accidentally threw him into the locker and got like conked. Yeah,
0: he conked and was knocked out. So him and Crease are fighting, and then Crease is getting looks like Crease is going to like stab Johnny with some broken with a broken mirror, but then. Daniel flings the door open and he's like, you sent them to my home,
1: you S.O.B. Straight up Italian anger coming out. So
0: they start like going, they're like, which this is one of my favorite fight scenes is these two guys going at it because Mm -hmm. like they like get chucked out the window and they're going at it and you kind of think that, you kind of think Daniel is getting ready to get beat by Crease, but then, and then Daniel goes back and he, you hear Chosen start saying what he was training them and he says, I wrote it down
1: and you're going to take it from here. It's like, it's like if your enemy insists on war, that you take away their ability to wage it. And that was just so great because
0: a- it was such a great line and it was a great timing with the writing. And he just like does the, he kicks him under the arm, he hits him under the arms, kicks him in the leg, creases is all paralyzed. Is like in
1: the same position, like both arms down. He's on one, he's on one leg. And Daniel's about to do like, the same move he was he did the chosen which i don't think he was going for the honk no no he was going to he was
0: so mad because when you mess with your fan with someone's family that's like a whole nother thing and then the kids show up and they're like no stop stop and so he stops it and then johnny's like johnny's like leave our kids alone and i thought this was a stupid line when when crease was like well it's a free country i thought that was kind of dumb but then they like are going at it and then crease is like we'll decide this at the
1: tournament. We'll do At this tournament style. Valley, so,
0: so we see what's kind of going into it. So what are your... We're going to wrap up here. What are your
1: thoughts so, on... Something I thought was interesting about the chosen quote is that it's very similar to the Quicksilver method. Right. Where, like, the Quicksilver method is, like, if a man can't stand, he can't fight. If he can't breathe, he can't fight. If I don't remember, like, the if other... he can't see, he can't yeah, fight. Yeah, if he can't see, he can't fight. Which is, like, it's very similar, but I feel like this is a lot more of a, like a less aggressive way to do it. Like, it's like, because those are... specifically attacking like the eyes, the lungs and like the knees, like going for like very weak points of the body. When this is just like take away their ability to wage it. That's a much more philosophical right, way. Yeah, Like you take you, away the means. You eliminate it.
0: So exactly. you take care, it's taking care of business, which mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know why I just thought like I rewatched that scene like probably 10 times when I was by, even by myself, yeah. I was like, man, this is such a, it's just like pumps you up, gets the blood flowing. So overall, what are your thoughts on season three? I
1: thought season three was an excellent introduction. I don't think anyone thought it was going to be like the end. Of the series I think it, it was a very good way To get on to What the next season is What's gonna happen next
0: I agree I thought it was A really good season It was well written I was glad that Netflix Kind of carried the torch That YouTube provided for us As far as this awesome show Caleb you and I can both agree That this is probably The best continuation Or reboot of any TV show All the other ones Most of them are all garbage I mean just most of them is... Are
1: just like Hey let's do that again For money But they, these guys I think this crew just, I mean, we seen Karate Kid try to do it twice already and yeah. they were terrible. But then these guys were like, no, let's actually continue the actual story. The one that everyone cares about and let's do it in a way that like is artful. You know, they, they did it not for, they didn't do it for the one they did it for. I mean, they could have done it for like, oh yeah, we can make a buck off of this, but it's obvious that wasn't their main intention. Right. their main Motive.
0: Well, everyone, thank you for listening. I'm sure we've missed a lot of stuff that we could have covered, but we can only do do so much. And feel free; I'd love to hear back from you. Hit me up on the Twitter at Chucklehead Chat. You can get me my you can email me. I've gotten some emails from some listeners, which has been fun. That is chuckleheadchatpod at gmail podcast is now on instagram chucklehead chat and i appreciate everyone for listening caleb say goodbye to everyone
1: goodbye everyone
0: caleb thanks for being on here it's always fun and hey everyone do me a favor and hop on line and you know share the share the link and make sure you please go ahead and subscribe and please go ahead and give me a review Uh, that's it that's it have a great week